Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Today on the WCBS Morning News Roundup. Because of COVID, flu, and RSV, New York State recommends masks be worn in schools again. I'm Sean Adams in White Plains. Groundbreaking this morning for the long-planned link to bring Metro North to Penn Station. I'm Marla Diamond, where one of the new stations will be built in Hunts Point. New York State has a new law regarding space heaters. We'll hear about that and also about the location of New York City's first legal weed store. How a bit of Madison Avenue commercialism gave us a warm tradition, a Charlie Brown Christmas in today's News Radio 88 Seconds and Sound. This is Friday. It is the 9th of December. Good morning. I'm Wayne Cabot. And I'm Paul Murnane. Sunny today with highs in the 40s and what could be a slippery commute come Monday morning. Schools throughout New York State are being asked to consider masking their students and staff again. That request comes from the state health department, which is alarmed by a rise in respiratory infections that have some people gasping for air. Sean Adams has the latest this morning from White Plains. Sean, this is not a mandate. Not a mandate. Repeat, not a mandate, a recommendation for return to masking. New York State's health and education commissioners, uh, they agree on this. They urge school districts statewide to consider protective measures given the prevalence of multiple respiratory illnesses. Hospitals right now are caring for many patients who are stricken with RSV, influenza, and COVID. Those are the big three. Senator Schumer has requested that the federal government provide additional resources for hospitals. Earlier, earlier in the pandemic, uh, we, we didn't have a choice. We, we had to wear masks. They were mandatory. And over time, what happened? Well, some people, they said enough is enough. They were done with the mask, and uh, masking became a contentious issue. School districts now have to decide for themselves what they're going to do. So no doubt there will be discussion and debate as we head toward the holidays. Live in White Plains, Sean Adams, WCBS News Radio 80. Sean, a woman died on 3rd Avenue on the Upper East Side last night. She was hit twice, first by a hit-and-run driver, then by an MTA bus. The NYPD is trying to find the driver of an unidentified dark vehicle that was heading uptown on 3rd around 6 last night. The driver hit the young woman near 96th Street and kept going. A split second later, she was run over by an MTA bus whose driver stayed at the scene. The hit-and-run driver, as we said, still at large. A transit desert is about to become a transit village. Let's go to head Hunts Point now in the Bronx. WCBS reporter Marla Diamond. Marla. And Wayne, later this morning, Senator Chuck Schumer, Congressman Richie Torres, Governor Hochul, and MTA Chairman Jano Lieber will break ground on Metro North's Penn Station Access Project, finally creating an extension of the New Haven Line to reach Manhattan's west side. This will create four new accessible stations here in the East Bronx, improve existing tracks and bridges, and cut travel times from the Bronx to Manhattan and up to Connecticut by as much as 50 minutes. The MTA will do this by using Amtrak's existing Hellgate line. The four new stations will be built here in Hunts Point, Morris Park, Co-op City, and Parkchester Van Nest, where city planners are looking to create as many as 6,000 new affordable apartments. An environmental review process is underway with public hearings scheduled in the new year.
Checking the weather now, let's go to the Weather Center and WCBS Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen. Nice today, Craig. Oh, nice day. Colder, though, for sure. 37 right now. We have a north wind around uh, 10 miles per hour or so, so the wind chill is in the upper 20s. 44 to 48 will be the high with sunshine. Clearing colder tonight down to around the freezing mark, maybe a little under for the city and the boroughs, but 20s in the suburbs. And Saturday is the better of the two days this weekend with highs in the mid-40s. The problem is Sunday or develops during Sunday as a cold rain breaks out uh, across the city and the coastal areas and for northern and western suburbs, north and west of 287, north of the Merritt is the typical areas. Uh, There could be wet snow for much of the time. I don't think we'll have to worry about it sticking during the day. Daylight hours on Sunday. However, Sunday night, it'll continue that way, and there could be a coating to an inch or two, uh, especially on some of the colder surfaces. And this ends during the Monday morning commute. Monday afternoon, we'll see clearing and staying cold. It's 37 right now, humidity 64%, and again, the wind chill is in the upper 20s. Craig, thanks. The city's first legal weed shop will be in a famous location. State officials have approved an officially licensed cannabis store at 248 West 125th Street. That's right across the street from the Apollo Theater. Not to be outdone, the Bronx is getting legal weed too, but as a pop-up shop, Bronx officials will be on the Grand Concourse today to launch what they're calling the Bronx Dispensary Showroom, a cannabis retail pop-up experience. New Yorkers are not all high on the idea. One Harlem resident told the Post, quote, legal weed, people are high enough as it is. But one smoker said if they have liquor stores, well, they can have pot stores too. Case dismissed, Eric Adams has successfully defended himself in his summons for having rats on his property. The mayor beat the $300 ticket for a rat infestation at his rental on Lafayette Avenue in Bed-Stuy. He showed the hearing officer an invoice for the nearly $7,000 that he spent on do-it-yourself rat traps. The mayor promised he will now hire an exterminator. Adams initially failed to respond to the summons and then skipped the hearing, but he explained. He didn't learn about the summons at first because he lives at a new address now. Gracie Manchin. There's a new law in New York regarding space heaters. All space heaters sold in stores must have thermostats and automatic shutoffs. Governor Kathy Hochul signed the bill into law in response to the space heater fire that killed 19 last winter at the Twin Peaks apartments in the Bronx. Two people tumbled down the elevator shaft inside the Target store next to Yankee Stadium. A teenager in the store and a Target employee fell three stories. It was not an accident. Various sources say the 16-year-old was causing a problem in the Target store in the Bronx. So a 29-year-old employee was escorting him out. But there was a fierce struggle, and the two males slammed into the elevator doors, which opened, and they tumbled down the elevator shaft. Deputy Fire Chief John Sirocco says the first victim was found on top of the elevator car. The first victim was moved immediately. The second victim was a little more difficult operation. He was underneath the elevator. He was at the bottom in the pit. A rope system was used to carry him out. Both are expected to survive. The NYPD is now investigating. Shoplifting is a major problem in the stores. In the Bronx, Carol Dioria, WCBS News Radio 880. Friday morning, I'm Wayne Cabot. Good morning. Thanks for listening. I'm Paul Bernane. We were watching the last half hour, the grainy video from an air base in Texas as an American prisoner from Russia came home, and that would be Brittany Griner arriving back at Joint Base San Antonio-Lackland. 
That was in Texas this morning, a little bit after 5.30 our time, after 4.30 in the morning there. She's going to be checked out at the Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio before she's allowed to head home to Phoenix. Griner's agent is saying the WNBA star plans to keep advocating for the release of 13 other Americans who are wrongfully detained overseas. we got breaking news this morning about control of the U.S. Senate. It will not be as favorable to Democrats as thought because Kirsten Sinema, who was a Democrat, is now switching to an independent party position. Kirsten Sinema changing her party affiliation, and that is a jolt to Democrats' narrow majority. Uh, Politico points out, though, that she will still, even with leaving the Democratic Party, leave the Democrats with a workable Senate majority, not exactly the neat and tidy 51 seats that they assumed. In a newspaper op-ed this morning, Sinema said everyday Americans are increasingly left behind by National Party's rigid partisanship, which she says has hardened in recent years. She says pressures in both parties pull leaders to the edges, allowing the loudest, most extreme voices to determine their respective parties' priorities and expecting the rest of us to fall in line. Up next, it's our WCBS News Radio. 88 seconds in sound for the 9th of December. One of the warmest things about Christmas debuted on this night in 1965, and it would not have happened if not for a bit of commercialism, the kind that Charlie Brown railed against in a Charlie Brown Christmas. The one piece of trivia I bet none of you know that this show would have never happened had it not been for an automobile. Charles Schultz's son, Craig, told the Gilbert Gottfried podcast about the commercial that inspired CBS to contact his dad's longtime collaborator, producer Lee Mendelson. And now, from the popular comic strip Peanuts, here are Charlie Brown and his friends. May we come in? Well, I was about to show everyone the new 1962 Falcons. That's okay. We're here to help you. CBS executives saw the Ford Falcon commercial, you know, and went to... Lee and said, hey, is there any thought of you guys ever making a Christmas special? Lee calls my dad up the next day and says, uh, guess what I did? I just sold a Charlie Brown Christmas. And my dad goes, what's that? That's the show you're going to write this weekend. Inseparable from that story is the music. And that inspiration came when Mendelssohn saw the Vince Guaraldi Trio. Yeah, no one had even considered doing jazz at that point. You know, the studio, they never did like it. Lee heard that soundtrack and just immediately connected it with the Peanuts characters and the feeling for the show. Joining Craig Schultz on that podcast, Chip Kidd, the author of The Art of Charles M. Schultz. The use of, of silence was really remarkable, and, and the fact that there wasn't a laugh track. These are things that I recognize in um, in retrospect. You know, I think as a, as a four- or five-year-old, you're just sort of mesmerized by by the story and what you're seeing, but um, there's just so many aspects of that show that were just so groundbreaking. You're right, Charlie Brown. This is December 9th. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 